Well, let me turn our attention to this now. Uh, Bonang Mohale, the president of Business Unity South Africa, penning an open letter to President Cyril Ramaphosa saying that the president needs to call on business, call on business uh, to assist in terms of uh, turning the state of the country around. And Tata Mohale is on the line, joins us now. Good morning and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, my dear. And can I say congratulations to your election as president of Business Unity South Africa? It's the first time that we're speaking while you wear this new umbrella or this new role? Absolutely. It only happened on Monday afternoon at the AGM. That was addressed by the brand new Minister of Finance, Utatu Inok Godongwana, on his 15th day as the Minister of Finance. So make it the reason why I thought it prudent to write a letter to the president of the country. It's because, you know, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those that speak the truth. And we wrote precisely to the president because when we have a bold, fearless, and determined president of the country, everything is possible, make it. A president that is excited about transforming our country, a president that puts the African child at the center to ensure that the story of Africa is indeed different and allows all of us to do, especially business to do. It depends on all of us. It will take bold decisions. Let us not allow the current challenges to detract us and stop our vision as cogently articulated by our father of democracy, Utata Kholisasa uh, Nelson Mandela, when he implored us that the greatest glory of living lies not in never falling, but rising up every time you fall naked. What is the, pres- the president currently doing or not doing? that has prompted the penning of this letter. And part of the reason why I ask this question is that, um, Dr. Mohali, there's been a perception that business is quite close to President Cyril Ramaphosa and that business would have the ear of the president. So when somebody like yourself, who's the president of Business Unity South Africa, pens an open letter while there is a perception that you would have easy access to the president, it says that that may not necessarily be the case. I think for any government anywhere else in the world, that's not close to business. is doing itself a disservice. In fact, the National Party government would never even think of appointing a minister of finance without talking to the Bruderbund. Therefore, this is the first time in the history of our democratic South Africa that this sixth administration has not had a formal bilateral with business. All our meetings with the president in the past three and a half years has always been in multi-forums um, with other stakeholders, which in and of itself actually quite good. But you need space as business and government just to sit down because business has a disproportionate voice, disproportionate resources. Business knows how to do certain things. So as business, we developed and shared our economic recovery plan and made it clear that, as always, we want to help, not to rebuild, but to repurpose the economy post the pandemic.
business understands that it is manifestly in our own interest to drive for change, to address inequality, and help deliver an inclusive social economic growth, growth that our people don't just want charity, but that they want business as customers, and that to create jobs in large numbers is actually creating markets of the future. Because if business doesn't succeed in this critical mission of helping to deliver a South Africa of Holisha Nelson Mandela's dreams, the South Africa we have all been praying for, thereby attaining this notion that is so elusive now called nation building, social cohesion, and social justice. There will be no business in 20 years' time to talk about metrics. Of course, many might read the fact that there haven't been these closed meetings between the president and business as a good thing. The context in South Africa has changed. Business has gained quite a bad rep over the last couple of years and is very much seen uh, in some quarters as the enemy to uh, progressive policies in the country. That's very unfortunate indeed because there have been some businesses in the minority, that have done things that they should not have done, and those that ought not <laughs> to have done things that they have done, absolutely true. But the majority of businesses are known for being patriotic, being conscientious. This is the same business that went to this government and said, we needed to be on the COVID program, and we'll pay the first tranche. Not only did we pay the first tranche, but we paid the first and the second tranche when government was unable to pay their second piece around the 15th of December. And on the 28th of December last year, we paid, um, to round off the figures, about $250 million. This is the business that created the Solidarity Fund to say, together we will defeat uh, this pandemic. This is the business that created the peace accord during the internal and violence, mostly around KwaZulu-Natal. I'm talking about the business that said we are going to agitate and orchestrate for the yes vote to usher in uh, the democracy. And indeed, created a business trust where in three days put together 750 million rands as part of a billion rand to do only two things, to train people in tourism and to promote tourism because tourism has the greatest potential to be um, the, the greatest forex earner in any country. So business wants to continue to be absolutely frank, constructive, and honest, to be part of the solution. And for that, business needs clear direction from government. All right. Business needs a cabinet that is aligned and pragmatic, that values meritocracy and honesty, not just beholden to, to ideology negative. We're going to continue the conversation in a bit. He's the president of Business Unity South Africa. We'll also take your calls on this issue. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on 011-714-2006. That's our phone line. And on the WhatsApp line, 614 You can send your voice notes and text messages on that line. We're talking to the head of Business Unity South Africa, the president of that organization, Bonang Mohali. 
business collectively calling on President Cyril Ramaphosa to engage them more, to involve them more in terms of some of the plans that the can that the current that the president rather is currently looking into in terms of turning things around. Um Mohali, I want to talk about the unrest in July because we know that it was business that had been largely affected by the looting sprees that took place. What are the conversations that business has had with the president's office about that unrest? And is business satisfied with the kind of responses that government had to try and stop that unrest? Or has it created some form of deficit, including a trust deficit, between the extent to which business feels it can rely on government where it needs to to ensure that its its interests are also protected? Not yet, you're absolutely correct. I think the two weeks in July collectively traumatized all of us. As if it's not enough that we've got so major things that we are seized with that are really keeping us awake at night the nine wasted years of state capture, the recession that we're in, the pandemic, and movies downgrade below investment grade. We then go and put the fifth layer where we really go on a looting spree. For me, it was the intersectionality of, amongst other things, three things. One, of course, there was a piece around ethno-tribalism, because this is the first time that we had a sitting president that had T-shirts printed emblazoned 100% Zulu, when up until then we had defeated and avoided um, the, the pitfalls of the rest of the continent in terms of tribalism. Number two, of course, there was a piece around just rampant criminality. The last piece is what really concerns me, where there was genuine desperation. But if you look at what we did to ourselves, we, there were more than 350 lives that were lost. 150,000 jobs that were put at risk, 5,000 informal traders, 140 schools were vandalized or had equipment stolen, while one school was destroyed in a fire in KwaZulu-Natal within the first hour of this looting happened. 40,000 businesses were affected. 200 shopping centers were looted and damaged. 3,000 stores were looted. 300 banks and post office outlets also vandalized. 1,480 m damaged with 120 million stolen. 151 liquor outlets. I mean, how, how do we even recover from that? I think this has taken us probably 20 years back in terms of trying to build the economy and the GDP trajectory that we're hoping that we were going to get. But what really traumatized us, Mekhetti, is to see the, the SAPS folding their arms and standing and doing absolutely nothing, forgetting about their constitutionally mandated duty to protect us as citizens. We had chosen to have a smaller South African police service, but that is nonetheless intelligence-led. But instead of spending on intelligence, we stole the money that was meant for intelligence, for internal and party political um, struggles. In fact, 
this ANC-led government demonstrated beyond any shadow of doubt that for their own wars, to settle their own scores internally, they are prepared to let the whole country burn. So we had an SAPS that didn't have enough cars, that didn't have enough uh, rubber bullets, that didn't have enough uh, bulletproof vests, that didn't have even enough um, tear gas canisters, let alone live ammunition. So they were uh, rattled, they were ill-prepared, they uh, they were shocked. They didn't expect this. Even though we knew, Nekedi, that when you are thinking of um, imprisoning a former commander-in-chief who was also head of the military intelligence, of course there will be a small minority that wants to sow the maximum disruption and we should have been better prepared for that. Nekedi. We continue our conversation with President of Business Unity South Africa, Ntate Bonang Mohale. Ntate Mohale, why do you think the President is not giving you attention? I think because he's a businessman himself and because of the politics inside the ANC, he doesn't want to be seen to be overtly a pro-business. And by the way, there's nothing wrong in being pro-poor, pro-labor, and pro-business. You see, nakedly, there must be greater use of businesses' vast and experienced resources. It is a critical partner, and because of its centrality and contribution, business must be taken much more seriously, not called names, white-entered, nor scapegoated. Business thrives under appropriate conditions, under a conducive environment, and where there is regulatory certainty and policy stability. This is the time for all of us make hard decisions and and, and, and and to pull the significant levers uh, that are required to get us out of this sub-investment grading, to be able to accelerate the mass vaccine rollout that our people need to speed up more vaccination site accreditation, to increase investments, to catapult economic growth and continue to do well by doing good because business cannot continue to be an island of prosperity in a sea of poverty. Make it as I end. You know capital flows to where it is partnered, where it is valued, where it is appreciated and protected. So I think we need to ensure that we resuscitate Nedlec with a requisite senior leadership with effectiveness and fluidity as a platform that is fit for purpose since the formation of NADLEC in 1995. There's a need to review the structure, the processes, and how we work to, among others, avoid duplicating work that has already been done somewhere else make it. I'm going to ask you to stay on the line for us. We also have a caller, uh, Makusonke, who's holding, calling us from Jablani. However, it is 10.30. Luanda Maume standing by with your latest headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. So business raising the alarm for not being consulted, not being engaged, at least not to the extent that it would like to be by President Cyril Ramaphosa. They're raising their hands up saying we want to be part of the solution. The president of Business Unity South Africa is Bonang Mohale. He's still on the line. Marco Sonke, you're calling us from Jablani. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Go for it. And your guest as well. Okay, um, I just want to find out from your guest. 
have they have they created a healthy environment for business to prosper before they can even um, go to the president? Because for, from where I'm standing, I think they're going to waste the president's time. The reason why I'm saying this, I'm staying in the township and here on the ground, there still needs to be strengthening of entrepreneurship. There still needs to be strengthening of uh, business ownership. There still needs to be strengthening of um, industrialization, which for me, right now, I don't even think as I'm doing as, as I'm as I'm doing research with regards to business and uh, businesses concerning the township. Even if funding can be available right now, there, there, there still needs to be a coordination of those persons that I've mentioned. It's not in place. Mm. So, so for me to be calling someone like uh, President Ramaphosa, you should be ready. You can't just be so, calling him. So, so Makosonke, who do you see as being primarily responsible? for creating a conducive environment. Should business be creating its own environment to operate, or is that the role of government? I think, I think if the government had uh, economical power, I would, I, would, I would have a problem with the government right now. Mm. But right now, the, the environment is not healthy. That is why you see that those who, are in, 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 who, who have the economical power, they're not creating um, a, 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 the job that are, that are expected to be created. So here, yeah, the environment is not healthy. And, and, and okay. certainly, right now, I, I think, I think that we, need to, we need to sort that one first. Ndate Mohale? Healthy environment first. Okay. Ndate Mohale? Thank you so much for raising that, my dear brother. I think you and I agree that the township economy doesn't even exist. But let me outright say, of course, business wants to see township economy because that's where the majority of our people live. For instance, in Soweto, as we speak today, there's three and a half million people. Officially, we're thinking there's only two million people. But let's suppose there's two million people. This is more than the population of Botswana, Lesotho, Namibia, and Eswatini. So Soweto is bigger than but those countries. As business, we have been agitating and orchestrating to say the people of Soweto are already driving the BMWs and the Mercedes-Benzes, but whenever they are involved in a crash, there is not a body repair work in Soweto, despite the fact that Ndatrishet Maponya had the first Toyota dealership in Soweto. By the way, he also had the first Shell service station in Soweto. 27 years into democracy, we still don't have that. Of course, we are making our own plans to try and mitigate that. But the primary reason to create a viable economy is actually government. And government has messed up a, a wonderful golden opportunity. For instance, all the casinos, gambling uh, joints, were in the former homelands, nothing in South Africa. When we became free, it would have been easy for this ANC-led government to say the new casino licenses, like in Monte Casino, uh, will then be given to black people because one of the laws of this country was broad-based black economic empowerment as amended in 2007 from just BEE Act. And they didn't do that. It would have been easy for this government to say, when we allow big shopping malls in the townships for the convenience of our people, of course they're going to kill the small shop owners and shops that have been 
really the lifeblood of the business in the townships. And no, he didn't do that. It allowed the malls to come in, and these malls are not owned by these black shop owners in Alexander, in Langanyanga, Monzo, and Guguletu. And then lastly, of course, even where we have an opportunity to create new structured systems and processes, we're not doing that. This government, the reason why we continue to be close with it is because we go with them to the G7 in Toronto like I did with the president. We go with them to the World Economic Forum to say South Africa is open for business. We go to them in the Big 20 in Tokyo to attract investment. We are the ones that when we say we need to raise a billion um, U.S. dollars of investment in this country, we say it needs to be front-ended and led by domestic direct investment to put our money where our mouth is. I'm hoping that is helping Makosong. That's why we will not rest. We're not wasting the president's time. It's his job to listen to business, to engage interact and interface. And the one apex organization of all these organizations, an apex organization of NASPOC, of Black Business Council, of the Black Management Forum, actually is business unity. South Africa, we are on the same side with you. We want to make sure that we can create our own businesses to hire and employ our own children because it's madness for us to continue to make babies and send them to a different neighborhood, to ask them to go on their knees, to go and beg for a job from somebody else. Okay. Make it. Marcus, okay, okay, very quickly for me, please. I've got yeah, other yeah, callers I will, waiting. I will, I will. Can they please not engage in on, 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 on the high level and come to the ground and mm. we do things from the ground? Because right now, we need, we need to make sure that we've got a solid foundation here on the ground. Not doing things. You don't start building a house from the from the roof. You build a house from the foundation. So can they come to the ground and do this? Because this this conversation that taking place right there and here on the ground, we are actually suffering. So I think you must safely come here on the ground and let's do programs that will empower what he's talking about. And mm-hmm. then we can go to the president and say, President, we need $7 billion to actually and make sure that the business is happening in the country or it's happening wherever it's supposed to be happening. All but right. right now, what he's talking about, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's, the president is relevant at the moment. But what is relevant at the moment is come to the ground. I'm here on the ground. I'm engaging businesses. I see people with potential and those people are not being engaged properly. Thank okay. you, Katie. All right, Marco Sonke, thanks for that. So, Marco Sonke arguing that their voices of business that are not included in this, especially uh, for those businesses that are more localized and uh, perhaps fall under your small and medium enterprises. Neche, you're calling us from Bloom. Good morning. Good, 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 good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Go for it, Neche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I will be a lady. Yeah, I would like to ask Mr. Mohale, uh, what is the role of paying uh, uh, to ensure that young people uh, take an active role in the development development of the business of of of, of Okay. So the other thing is, uh, yeah, under some circumstances, uh, 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 government can, can, can cannot be be blamed alone. Okay. Thank Nature, you very much. Thanks. Thanks for that question. And Dr. Mohali, I've got a minute and a half for you to answer. Go for it. So let me start with Marco Sonke when he says we must come down to the ground. Maponya Mall was built by business. Richard Maponya was a businessman um, with help from other business people. 
two of the five malls that were looted in Soweto are owned by Ntate Mike Nkunu, a business person. His very first business was given by big business beyond petroleum and shell. And I was at Shell at that time as the group CEO and the executive chairman. To Najee, I think young people are actually heavily invested in the future. And we need to take particular attention in ensuring that we don't just plan for them, but we talk to them that they co-create and co-craft these businesses with us. At the moment where we are, we are seeing inequality widening, racism at an all-time high, um, black graduates roaming the streets absolutely hopelessly. Public education has collapsed. Public health care continues to fail the poor and the marginalized. And crucial infrastructure, especially in the township, is laying absolutely barren, where sewage is flowing freely in our own yards, not just in the water systems of the Val that ultimately becomes your and my drinking water, Najee. Meketi, thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Ntatebonang Mohali, President of Business Unity South Africa. So you've heard then the view of business, the call that it's making. Sounds like a quite a frustrated position uh, that the business sector, business unity in South Africa, in this instance, is finding itself in. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're back with a conversation looking at the public service after this.